This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hey everyone, Brandon here. Before we get started, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and you just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personalized cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of all that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But again, that's bwhustle.com join. Hey, all cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Josh, I'm trying to not be confused. I feel like this FPL season is getting more confusing by the day. Uh-huh. Do we need to talk about the greatest troll job in the history, <laughs> modern history yeah. anyway, of yeah. Fantasy Premier League? So we've yeah. been waiting, waiting, waiting for a bunch of double game weeks to be rescheduled and whatnot and announced. And what what happened, Josh? Yeah, well, this to me is a a direct result of of fantasy managers going too far, and and annoying the heck out of all of these. Okay, I, okay, well, yeah. Just here's the story, right? We were all waiting for the uh, double game week fixtures to be announced. Everybody was waiting. We thought it might be Wednesday. We thought it would be Thursday. And then, of course, you get these like dumb fake leaks where it's like it's leaking at you know 4 p.m. 
Greenwich time on Thursday. That's when it's going to happen. And then, you yeah. know, 4 p.m. rolls by. They're like, no, I meant 8 p.m. You know, and it just sort of goes on from there. And so everyone's like, when is this going to happen? I can't believe this is going to happen. You know, we have these these Ben Krellen, you know, uh, you know, expected charts that have been put together. And and um, we think those are going to be real, but you don't know. We didn't know for a fact. And so it's sort of, um, I just, you know, I, a lot of people, myself included, were, were not inclined to wildcard, right? Because in yeah. theory, and the whole reason this is kind of important was, for a lot of people who are holding on to a second half wild card, you you know you can't use a wild card and a bench boost or a triple captain or whatever. You can't use one of those chips uh, in the same week that you wild card. So yep. if you wanted to set your team up perfectly for this double game week that's happening next week that we're yeah. going to talk about on this on, on today's pod, um, you had to set yourself up kind of perfectly with this wild card, but you were kind of doing this leap of faith because you didn't know uh, if the fixtures were actually going to come through the way we thought they would. Yeah. So um, everyone is at replying the premier league, probably annoying the hell out of them. I'm, I'm sure. sure of it. The, and- the one admin <laughs> who's working this account mm-hmm. is just like at replies are absolutely yeah. finished. Like a, right. the end of a mortal combat fight. Right. So the deadline uh, for, for this, for this game week was uh six 30, 6.30 p.m. Greenwich meantime, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Greenwich or whatever, the, you know, GMT. <laughs> and uh-huh. um, yeah, 130 here in the U.S. So I'm, I'm in the middle of a meeting when this when this uh, this happened. Um, and uh, it, because it was an 8 o'clock get match on Friday. So um, at the exact minute that the deadline hit and you were no longer able to make any changes to your team, yeah. they released the full schedule. Graphics were ready to go. This thing was <laughs> written, approved uh-huh. by, you know, by the press agents. They yeah. were holding off. I'm, I'm sure of it until the deadline took place. And Brandon, you yeah. may say to yourself, you may say to yourself, why would they, who cares? You know, it's like, there's just a, you know, some, there's just a bunch of premier league managers out there. This is not, uh, you know, like in the grand scheme of things, like, this is not a priority for the Premier this League is not a, corporation. This is not a priority for the Premier League corporation. Yeah, a and couple yet, hundred thousand FPL nerds on yeah. social media, right? And, and yet, who cared more than us about the answer, <laughs> right? You, uh-huh. Do you know who? You, you know who didn't care about when the double game were announced? Everyone else, <laughs> right? <laughs> Literally everyone else. Well, are we veering into <laughs> QAnon territory here, where we're convincing ourselves that wait, we're the ones that matter, and that we should be the yeah. ones catered to? Listen. Brandon, there there are no coincidences in life. Okay, uh-huh. is that Freud? I don't know. I I think I think Fraser referenced Freud in one episode <laughs> of Fraser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that it's it's possible that they that they waited until the exact minute that it was too late, and it was a complete coincidence. Because as we all know, you always break big breaking news at 6 30 p.m uh, <laughs> in, your, in your time yeah. zone right That's right really it was a bit biggest, of a bit of a yeah. news dump yeah i think yeah. i i definitely it was obviously intentional given the timing of it yeah the thing that i've been racking my brain with is was this an adept marketing maneuver because suddenly now this becomes a story that yeah. people will talk about this incredibly timed news dump that impacted these fantasy managers. So yeah. something that usually is just a boring push notification that casuals get on their iPhone right. now becomes something that we're using to amplify the FPL yeah. game. Now, it does seem yeah. like, a, as you say, an odd uh, perspective for marketing to just piss everyone off who yeah. is involved here I, so you think I, yeah. they'd want to like work together with those voices to make it a positive thing yeah and for me personally i didn't even like like 
you know, that had been released like a day or two before. I feel like I would have been going back to it multiple times to double check everything. Uh-huh. As it was, I like took a fleeting glance at it, right? And I was like, yeah. okay, this is uh, this is basically what Ben predicted, you know, more or less. Right. Uh, now I'm done. Like, thanks, yeah, thanks right. for nothing. Right. You know. Yeah. So for those for those who do not give a crap about uh, what's going on <laughs> in the Premier League press office and the FPL Twitter feed, what Josh yeah. and I are talking about is. The fact that Game Week 26, which kicks off this uh, this coming weekend, yep. is going to be one of the biggest double game weeks in the history of FPL. It is a massive, massive turning point in this crazy season. So we have a lot to get through yep. uh, in this episode just to figure out what do we do? Do we need to wild card now? If you did pull that trigger on the wild card in 25, what are the odds for your triple captain and your bench boost chips in 26? Yep. So Josh, you've put in, you've put together a classic game that we like to play on the always cheating pod. Mm-hmm. Always cheating presents FPL true or false. Yep. I'm excited. Uh, true or false. It's a, it's a fun, it's a fun way to break things down a little bit. Otherwise you can just get really caught up in, uh, and you know, honestly, I used we got a ton of questions this week, unsurprisingly from from our Patreon supporters and then on, on Twitter as well. And so, um, I'm actually not going to read up any anyone's individual question here. I just sort of combined all of the questions and put them into uh, a few different um, questions, basically true or false questions that we can answer in this pod. Hopefully, Brennan, that will that will make it a for a clean listen, okay, uh-huh. and a little bit of clarity, and uh-huh. will perhaps help you, me, and the listeners actually figure out what to do this game week. So. I, you know, and, and really, I, I don't have much of a running order besides besides that true or false thing because I think we want to get right into it. But before we jump right into Game Week 26, though, Brandon, there was a question here from uh, Nevertheless, he assisted. And he says, does the early double game week with all the triple captain and bench boost shenanigans give us that end of, fe- end of season vibe way too soon? I feel like every decision right now has a last throw of the dice <laughs> vibe, yeah. and it really shouldn't. Yeah, this is what's vexing me about 26-2 because yeah. I'm in a position – we can talk about our own teams um, as we go through the pod, but just yeah. quickly where I am right now, I'm not planning to wild card for 26. I played my bench boost during that earlier double game week that nevertheless he assisted was referring to, and um, I'm – I just kind of am in shock at how monumental game week 26 has suddenly become. I totally agree. There is, there is this Ragnarok feeling that is suddenly storming FPL. And um, I think what I'm going to try to embrace as we discuss these 20 game week 26 issues is this feeling of it's not, it's not as overwhelming as it may seem. And you probably have to take, less action, less evasive action than you think you do right now. Everything with your team is probably way better than you think it is right now. Yeah. Um, well, I think that, that I think that's up for debate, actually, um, because I think I want I do want to talk to you about point hits on this week's pod, Brandon. And mm-hmm. I was a little um, I am typically a points a point hit shy manager. And I if anything, I've grown more so this season uh, because I don't think a point hit has gone off well for me once. I think literally every single time I've, I've point hit, like yeah. maybe five or six times, I, my team has been worse for the hit. Now, granted, you can't always look at these in a vacuum. You're doing them for two weeks. But if you could do them over two weeks, Brandon, then you could do them without using a hit. Okay? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's part of the reason why uh, it doesn't always work out. So, I, I, But I, I don't want to get too caught up in, in the nitty-gritty yet. As, as you said, I mean, practically everybody bar six teams, so 14 
14 squads, Brandon, play twice uh, in Game Week 26. It's a, I think it, start, it starts early Saturday and goes until Thursday evening. And there are matches every single day during this stretch. It's like Lollapalooza yeah. this Game Week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know... I want. Well, I guess I'm gonna like take some time off of work. You know, like go on and take a take a sabbatical <laughs> but, or something. Yeah, there, there are so <laughs> many double game weeks that, like I'm saying, if you look at your current team right now, you probably already have at least eight, yeah. nine, ten well, double game weekers. So people, yep. the, the the points totals are going to be off the charts. That's one of the reasons why I'm not wild carding either, uh, because I I'm at 11 right now. I'm, I'm actually I still have a bench boost chip. I'm planning to use it in game week 26. Yeah. Um. And I have I have 11 players right now. Uh. So if I take a hit to get to 12. I mean, if I take a hit, I get I can get to 13. I think that's probably as much as I would want to do because I want to hold Bamford and Dallas for 29. So the other thing we actually you know I didn't put this into the true or false section. So just one thing to note is that. Um, you have to be a little careful about how you build your team in Game Week 26 because um, just a couple weeks after that, we have this um, FA Cup weekend meets Premier League postponement. Basically, a lot of the matches that can't get played in Game Week 20, 29 are being played in 26. Yeah. So usually what happens is they're making up matches. What they're doing right now is they're actually <laughs> playing matches that yeah. would have had – because the, the schedule is so compressed this season. Yeah. There's really no other time to do it but right now. What happened here is last season in uh, the Premier League's uh, annual performance review, the boss <laughs> said – Listen, I couldn't help but notice your work's great, but you're late with a lot of projects. So could we be more proactive next season? Yeah. So the Premier League is trying to be proactive and make up matches even before they should have happened. Yeah, it's very um, uh, what's that minority report, right? It's got yeah, like pre, a kind of, precognition pre, yeah, sort of thing. Pre, precog situation. <laughs> <laughs> There's just maybe that's why it took until one thirty. There's just this guy with like a bunch of screens in front of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some thought crimes were being policed. Uh, we know that for sure. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah. what, should we should we check in right now? So nobody really twenty we game week game week twenty five is certainly going to be forgotten. But um, I do dud. think it's it's worth remarking upon how absolutely strange game week twenty five has been. Yeah, at, at the start of like Sunday morning, most people are looking at their squads and they've got you know twenty five points or thereabouts with with the distinct possibility that that's all they get. There were no big break breakthrough performances, not many goals scored for big FPL assets. And everyone was more or less on, you know, not a green arrow, not a red arrow, but a gray yeah. dot. It's like now, 50 across the board, right? <laughs> everyone's, everyone's like between 49 and 51. It seems like the city, the city arsenal game happens and clean sheets were raked in. You got a sterling goal. Well done. Well done, Josh. But it was, it still ended up being kind of like a break even match. So everyone's points totals got, got boosted, but it still yeah. becomes a break even game week. Then what happens? Bruno Fernandez gets a goal and an assist and max bonus against Newcastle. And it's hilarious because pretty much every fantasy manager has Bruno. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Let's more than half. Sure. Uh, 60.2% of all people in FBL have him. And when you uh, think about like 25, 30% of the yeah. leagues are dead teams, right? Who just wouldn't have had him because he didn't get hot until a little bit into the season. Right. Yeah. I was looking at FPLGameWeek.com while this match was happening. And what they do on that site is they'll tell you a player you have, what percentage of their points are you actually getting? Mm-hmm. And what that means is like an effective ownership 
thing. Like so many people have this player. Therefore, if this player scores points, effectively, you're going to get this percentage of their points to help your team. I was getting 4% of Bruno's total points, according okay. to FPL Game Week. Wow. So every time... It was, actually, Bruno- <laughs> it was actually costing me. I yeah, was getting... Same, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. I, even though I was getting those measly 4%, <laughs> every time he did something, my rank would go down, down, down. And um, now what we have... I want to ask you this question, Josh. So neither yeah. of us, both of us captain Bamford. So mm-hmm. Bruno's points totals were hurting, even though we have him. Yeah. Would you rather be in a situation right now before Southampton leads where you had captain Bruno and um, not captain Bamford and then looking toward that Southampton leads match, kind of wanting it to be a little quiet or okay. are you happy to be in the position where you are now, where you have captain Bamford and, what Bamford does is all upside for you. Oh, no, I would much rather have captained Bruno. I mean, Bamford could get a goal and all three bonus points um, on Tuesday, and it would still be fewer points yeah. um, combined over two matches than uh, than Bruno got. I mean, no, I, I would I would absolutely take Bruno's 12 at this point. I mean, because if you ask me would I take eight points from Bamford on Tuesday, I would – you know, I would take it and run. Yeah, exactly. I would take it and run. So yeah, 10 points from Banford just, just to match Bruno. I would need 11. So I, you would, you're talking about, you need at least a brace to beat Bruno or a goal and a goal assist and bonus points. Yeah. I think a brace is eminently possible for, for Banford. I mean, and and just to be, to be fair, I mean, Banford is like close to 58% owned. So the ownership is, (laughs) is roughly even too, which is, which is, really wild but i for me i'm kind of the opposite it's more of a it's more of an emotional play for me i'm actually excited now for southampton leeds just to the the hope springs eternal sort sure. of side of it so i'm feeling okay i'm on 49 points right now and um i'm like up a, a little bit just yeah. a little small green, green arrow yeah i mean that's kind of where i am right now too i I'm at uh, twenty two thousand five hundred. So I'm up like twenty five hundred. I think when you put it, when you include auto subs, because Jack Grealish is out, I think it's it knocks me back a little bit. So, but I'm still up like a thousand. You know, it's like just it's like a thousand, and I've got three leads to go. I have to sweat Danny Ings um, yeah. on, and that you know, I mean, we'll see how he how he does on Tuesday. I mean, I, I feel like I maybe dodged a bullet there because I was considering burning points to bring him in, and yeah. now that now that DCL is on. Right. For, you know, it feels like I probably got away with one there. I don't have to bring a transfer to bring in DCL. You may have. I'm rooting for Ings to do something, obviously, because I have him. And that would be great if he did something. But uh, just based on the 30 minutes from DCL and Everton while he was on the pitch, it's Ings to DCL sneak. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Peak at my thoughts yeah. for my Game Week 26 team. So Ings, now, I, Ings I, is it's a short-lived cameo in most FPL teams for Danny Ings. Yeah, I think that's that's gonna be um that's gonna be the move. I mean, I guess the other move would be Harry Kane. And yeah, so we'll right. talk about talk about him too. All right. So um just just so we don't have to do it a second break, uh, a quick thank you to our newest Patreon supporters. Uh, we have a new Volkswagen supporter. Uh, that's our t-shirt tier, Brandon, and that's uh thank you to Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have two new Lord Soroth patrons. Emily Pretton and TPRPLR. Welcome and back. Then, yeah. And then uh, two additional patrons. We have Jonathan Cohen and Kevin Troutwine. So, Love it. Love yeah, it. Good, Welcome. Good name. Welcome. And if you want to know more about what's going on with the Always Cheating Patreon, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Listen, it's just a way that you can say thank you to me and Josh for what we do free on this podcast every week. And what do you get in return for being a Patreon? Well, you get more FPL content. We give you an extra podcast ad free each week, our weekend review news newsletter from mini league mate. And as you mentioned, Josh, Chris is getting that make fantasy fun again, t-shirt at the Volkswagen tier. So go to patreon.com slash always cheating to check out what's on offer. All right, let's get back and do a true and false for game week 26. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Maybe your fantasy team is distracting you from other important parts of your life. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, expertise that may not be locally available in many areas. And BetterHelp is worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor, and you'll get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, and they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit BetterHelp.com cheating. That's BetterHelp. And join the more than 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. And here's a special offer for always cheating listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash cheating. All right, Brad, we're back. Gaming 26 kicks off next Saturday. So we got plenty of time. And just, you know, a quick reminder the Champions League matches are played at midweek. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, especially when it comes to Manchester City, uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, I, I don't want to say worry, but just a lot of, um, you know, I, I think we have to keep our eyes on on who plays in that match. I'm really hoping, I, I have Sterling, Cancelo, and 
uh, and Gundawan. So I don't yeah. want any of those three to play uh, <laughs> in that match, if at all possible. Right. right. Yeah. City play on uh, Wednesday and Chelsea play on Tuesday. Now, right. I don't know that Chelsea really enters into our notes here, but that's yeah, well, it. It's see. all about yeah. what the rotation is <laughs> for for that Man City midfield. So that brings me to the opening question, Brandon, the opening true or false question here. Okay. Mm-hmm. True or false, Brandon, you can safely avoid 50%, a full half yeah. of the teams who have double game leaks. True or false? Um, I think that's true. I think that's true. So let's let's look at some of these. We just mentioned Chelsea, who play Atletico Madrid in the Champions League on Tuesday. Yeah. And they do have a double in game week 26, but it's Manchester United and Liverpool. That's very, very tough goings for Chelsea. Yeah. Now, Chelsea looking a little more organized under Tuchel, but Tuchel's comments after the match, he kind of threw Callum Hudson-Odoi under the bus like it's kind of a it's a it's a sherman's march that tuchel is doing in west london right now just like burning everything around him and i still can't make heads or tails of what's going on there i think it's maybe weirdly rudiger is the only one in that oh Werner Werner is 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 slowly getting unlocked but the point is to answer this true or false question. I do think I do think it's true because Chelsea, I think, is is safe to avoid Crystal Palace. Then you get get yeah. bad teams. Crystal Palace. Just why would you ever? Even if they had a triple game week, yeah. no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Sheffield United, bad. They're bad. They have Liverpool and Aston Villa. <laughs> West Brom, also bad, yeah. and they have yeah. a double game week. Wolves, yep. not so great. So. There I've already kind of named half of the teams who are doubling that yeah. we can just move off of the table. Right. And the reason I, I say this is because I think that when you look at all of these various players, you know, scattered throughout, uh, you know, there there's a, a I, I feel a bit of panic almost, you know, like, oh, my God, I have to, like, really think through every single one of these teams. Right. And look yeah. for, you know, low ownership players like players with big upside uh try to find you know teams that i can target and I, I think that you can you can simplify that process a little bit by just focusing on like you said about half the teams and i think that um well you know I, I, villa suddenly become a team that are probably best avoided um i think that they have what would be one of the better doubles but um and Brandon, I'm gonna. I wasn't planning to do this, but I'm gonna do two, uh, two true or falses uh-huh. just to kick things off here. Okay, wow, well, uh, combo deal. Yeah, it's two for one. Yeah, I know. Uh, and this one there is a leading question, but um, true or false? Aston Villa's assets aren't worth holding anymore with Grealish and Maddie Cash injured. <laughs> well, they didn't inspire uh, this weekend against Leicester, and they looked they. They clearly miss, obviously, we all knew that they would look different without Jack Grealish, without that engine. And it's sort of, he does so many things. And the thing that, you know, most people knock Grealish for is constantly taking fouls. And what you, what you, what you see when Grealish is not on the pitch for Villa is the the play never stops. Villa never get a chance to reset um, from all those fouls that he takes. So the only issue with jettisoning, yeah, so Villa are not going to look good, but the only issue with jettisoning their jettisoning, let me see if I can get that out there, players now is they are one of the few teams that play in game week 29. So you hinted hinted at this Mm. at the start of the pod, right? There is this 
awkward game week 29 where let's see one two three four five six eight eight just eight teams will play villa are one of them so if you're like you and i josh and you're not planning to wild card now maybe you want to hold your wild card until after game that big game week 29 with all the blanks those villa players suddenly are valuable for you unless you (laughs) plan on transferring them back in and the thing we keep saying yeah it's a funny construction though and i mean i think you're right but it's funny because the construction is basically no they're not worth holding for game week 26 but yes they are worth holding for game week 29 basically for appearance points (laughs) right well but i i I, i'm a little more confident than you yeah sure uh villa are weakened without Grealish, but Leeds and Sheffield United, these are fine. They don't have to be the knockout glamorous fixtures. These are fine fixtures for clean sheets and attacking points. You have Emmy Martinez, you have Matt Target, Sheffield United is a, is a sure shot at uh, a clean sheet leads leak goals for fun. So even if you have Watkins now, you have to be thinking about playing him. And then yeah, Wolves in game yeah. week 27, like the fixtures are lining up for them fine. But the thing that we've kept saying about Villa all season is that the value is there. These players are cheap enough that I'm willing to work around them. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, Watkins, I, I wouldn't bring in Watkins if I didn't have him already. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not planning to drop him either, but um, he is barely getting a touch. And this is two matches in a row now, too, because the Brighton match was was the same way. Um I, you know, the Manny, in some ways, Grealish, I mean, Grealish is obviously the sort of talismanic figure for Aston Villa, but he is also kind of like their midfield is where you can actually replace people fairly easily. I, I wonder if the Matty Cash thing is actually really part of the problem, too. You know, he was yeah. such an incredible outlet out there on the right and, and you know, without him sending yeah. balls in. Now they're just flooding the left side where target is and it's yeah. a little more predictable as far as yeah. the Villa attack is concerned. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, so I, I think obviously you know Emmy Martinez is is kind of a um, a stone cold lock. Nothing nothing changes there. Uh, for didn't have a great game, you know, but um, but he was so good last week that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give him a pass, Brandon. Kinda Listen, like the burn, he's in the form of his life, Joshua. Yeah, you know, exactly. everyone take a drink. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, but I, you know, so I, I would say the answer is false that you do want to hold your villa assets. And I agree with you that that game week 29 fixture and, and hopefully Grealish, you know, I've heard different reports on Grealish. I've heard, yeah. uh, he could, they hope for him back by leads. I've also heard he's out for a month. Um, so it sounds like, it sounds like the answer is we don't know. You know, he's got a horrifying shin injury, Brandon. Yeah, I think it's a stress. I think I heard it was a stress fracture. So um, that's that's longer than right. That's a month or so. No idea. Yeah, Yeah. they probably. Yeah, I mean, this is this is their whole team right here, Jack Grealish. So they probably don't want people to have as any information. All right. Uh, true or false, Brennan? We're going right for one of the big questions right now. Okay, this is the one a lot of people have asked about. True or false, Brandon? Harry Kane is the best captain slash or stroke, as they say in the UK, triple captain option in game week 26. Is Harry Kane the best captain? And Brandon, is that what you're doing? Actually, no, I'll I'll, I'll wait to ask you the personal (laughs) question, but just true or false, Harry Kane's the best captain for game week 26. The clear answer here, Josh, is false. And here's where you you got tripped up, my friend, is you (laughs) use the word best. Uh, The crazy thing about game week 26. That's like the A, B, C, D, where it's like you you, you want to avoid the always and never question. The answer is just the the B and D, actually, uh, when you look at it. 
But the the answer to this is no, Kane is not the best because there are multiple best options. Uh, Bruno is just grammatically possible. (laughs) It is now. It is now. I've made it so. Bruno Bruno is just on fire right now. I mean, I don't know if he was never not on fire. I wasn't there at the moment of his birth, but. Chelsea, a bit of a stingy defense at the moment, but then Palace. So you'd think you'd still have to back Bruno for returns in game yeah. week 26. And as as you were saying, you know, people who had the guts to captain Bruno in a single game week while uh, we were all going for Bamford on the double in, in 25 yeah. are getting rewarded. Uh, rewarded. So yeah. Bruno, yes, has got to be in the argument with Kane. Uh, and then... Can I can I get your thoughts on Mo Salah for the captaincy? Now Liverpool are reaching new lows after that yeah. Merseyside derby loss, and just must be morally uh, destructed. Uh, and yeah, but this this is an enticing double for them. They also play Chelsea, but they have Sheffield United. Yeah, I think the answer is also false. I I am not as enamored, and I said this on last week's pod as well, and I said it on our Patreon pod a couple days ago too. Harry Kane looked great today. He really did. He looked he looked fantastic. He was very unlucky not to get any kind of attack in returns. Um, got very very close a couple of different times. Uh, almost played uh, Sun in late in the match. Um, he's Harry Kane. He's a great player. It's almost I feel like there's an interesting narrative that's taken place this year where it's like we're all finally acknowledging what a great player. I mean, I mean, obviously we all knew Harry Kane was great, but it's like the way yeah. everyone talks about him now is so different. It's like it's something about him getting all the assists this year. I feel like now the narrative is like this guy does effort. It's kind of like shown some versatility. Yeah. It's a little like the Firmino thing where like when Firmino first joined Liverpool, he was just a interesting forward. And then suddenly it was like Firmino is the, he's what you want in a modern forward. You know, yeah, it's like he can do right. everything. He has a great right. presser. And, um, so I, I think that, you know, Kane is great. Kane is a perfectly, okay. If I had Harry Kane on my team, I would very seriously consider captaining him. Yeah. And so to me, in some ways, the question is whether it, it is worth like burning points to bring in Kane or yeah. whether, you know, um, I, cause I really am kind of with you that I think that maybe Bruno is just, is just in such great form. Liverpool are, I mean, Man United won four nil in their Europa league match. So I strongly suspect in the opening, uh, they played at Real Sociedad. So I, I strongly suspect he will not play in that match, right? They're up four nil. Maybe the humans on the bench or something like that, but yeah. I don't know why you'd play him nine, you know, for 90 minutes. Um, and so I, I expect him to play, you know, something like the full 180 in these two matches. And as you said, the palace matches, a very good match for him and Chelsea. I mean, they are strong defensively, but this guy, he's like scoring off like the back of his, you know, he'll like loop it over his head, the back of his foot. You know, I'm actually amazed <laughs> he, he hasn't care. scored. I'm amazed he hasn't scored like a scissor kick goal or like a scorpion kick goal or like just something yeah, that's like totally, sure. you know, maybe invent a new way to kick the ball <laughs> in for a goal. <laughs> uh, I, the, my, 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 my further thought on Kane though, is you're talking about burning points. I want to know who are you getting rid of? So right. if you're out there and you don't have Kane and you're and you're thinking the conversation is you're you're going to encounter this conversation of like, oh, get Harry Kane in because you got a captain him, big captain shout, double game week in great form. And then you're going to miss the uh, part, part, part of the conversation where you talk about who you're getting rid of. Yeah. So I think the only real way that one could sensibly get to Kane is if you have Jack Grealish and somehow you can downgrade him. Yeah. To 
I don't know if somehow Grealish to somebody like Lookman allowed you to get one of your forwards yeah. up to Kane. Well, that would do it, right? Sense. If you had if you had Ings, right? Yeah. Grealish to yeah. Lookman, Ings to Kane, that would that would work. So that would work. But if you don't have that, what are you going to do? Are you going to yeah. get rid of Mo Salah? Would you get, just give me a quick fire, Josh? Would you drop Mo Salah in order to get Kane in up front? No, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't really get the Mosala thing. Like, the, like people just, everyone is so eager to drop him all the time. And, you know, he's the second overall points getter uh, right now in the Premier League. He, you know, has four goals in his last five matches. I mean, Liverpool don't look good, but he he's he's still knocking in the points. You know, it's not it's not pretty. Uh, but, I mean, he's got 17 goals in the season, right? I, like the, I'm with you. He'll, yeah, he'll be yeah, fine. Keep him. Yeah. The other option is Hungman's son. So yeah. do you drop son? This, yeah. it, it, to me, like it, it yeah. feels very sideways. I agree. Yeah. I don't yeah. like it either. Would I? Who yeah. would I prefer to have of the lot going in to 26? I would rather have Kane than Son. However, I have Son. It doesn't okay. feel right for me to drop him just to get Kane in. And the other question is, do we think that Harry Kane is 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 that much superior in the double game week over Dominic Calvert-Lewin, right? Because Dominic Calvert-Lewin can be, can be gotten. Uh, a lot more easily, right? He's uh, like four million cheaper than Kane, and he he has the better fixtures, right? They play mm-hmm. um, in in lots of rest too. For, for whatever reason, they have like this massive gap between. Uh, they don't start playing until the Monday, uh, March first, and uh, uh, and then they play. So they play um, Southampton at home. Southampton's defense is t- terrible. Yeah, uh, and then they play um, they, they play West Brom um, on Thursday, right? Yeah. And I mean, I don't have the, I'm not, you know, I'm, I, I wouldn't actually captain Dominic Calvert-Lewin, but I think if you were just like 859,000th overall and you were like, this is my last throw of the dice, um, again, like we talked about this at the very start of the pod, like I don't think we're in, like this this game week, Brandon, ends the middle third of the Premier League season, right? There is still a <laughs> yeah. full, what is it, 12 weeks to go after this? Mm-hmm. 12 weeks. Like yeah. think about like, and, and this game week, time. this game week is also going to cut off a lot of managers. Like there have been managers who have been patient with this season and this game. There yeah. are going to be a there's going to be a huge chunk of managers who have a terrible game week yeah. by comparison, and yeah. they are going to throw in. They're going to chuck it in. So I think after game week 26, suddenly the pool of active teams shrinks, like yeah. probably by like uh, by twenty five percent. I think we can chart it by our, our weekly listenership <laughs> where, where <laughs> yeah. it goes. <laughs> right, right, yeah. It's yeah. it's a massive game week, but so so yeah. I think I think in a way you're getting at a larger point, Josh, where your transfer this week can kind of come down to who is it that you want a captain. And if you're not interested, if you're interested in captaining Bruno and not Kane, then I don't think you need to be looking at getting Harry Kane in. If you're interested in captaining Harry Kane and not Dominic Calvert-Lewin, then, you know, maybe that's a fun route for you to try and tinker to get Kane in and captain. Do you think there's any, you know, is there a player that you would, that you would captain that you wouldn't like, you know, Okay, I mean, I guess the, the you know the the triple captain is is a a chip. I, I you know I still hate the word chip, Brandon. After all this, after all this time, after all these wow. many years. Okay, do we need to talk about this in depth? True or false, Brandon? Chip is a dumb way to describe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it feels a little too. Yeah. Like, what about what about something like game to me? I don't know. Yeah, token. Would you prefer something like token or um, card? 
Let's try and come up with a better word here, Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it's like a um, Deus ex machina. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I'm just not a fan. I think they're like they're gimmicky. But anyway, the point is, if you have a triple captain. Um, is this the best way to do it? I think it probably is. I think you could build a case for uh, any number of, uh, of options this week. I mean, Mo Salah in some ways is, I, I just, can you really imagine Mo Salah not scoring in one of these two matches? Like it, he just, he does not go yeah. very often without scoring. I know he had this like w- little run in January of poor form, but in general, Mo Salah is the kind of player who's going to score like once or twice. He's going to get pen. He's, yeah. you know, find some way. I don't want to be too contradictory, but I think when you're thinking about the triple captain, it matters more about to, I think the player's form. So two likely triple captain options this week could be considered Mo Salah and Harry Kane, neither of which are like their teams aren't in great form. Spurs struggling a bit. Liverpool definitely struggling. The hope would be when you play the triple captain, yeah, you want the double game week because that increases just the odds percentage that you get a return and more bang for that triple captain favor. I'm going to call it a favor now. Um, But you also want that form to further increase your odds. So I just I'm not really feeling the triple captain in game week 26 because some of these great options aren't in especially good form. So maybe it is if you play the triple captain favor it's Bruno Fernandez in game week 26 because he has the form and he has at least yeah. one good fixture in the, in the double. I think, I think that's right. I actually think that Bruno Fernandez is the, I think, you know, it's, you and I were talking offline before the pod about whether, you know, there, there wasn't a lot of consensus yet about mm-hmm. um, like the best captain option. And I, and I do wonder if, if Bruno is going to emerge as the, much like Patrick Bamford this week, where it was like, oh yeah, there's lots of debate between Bamford and Rafinha <laughs> and Ings. And then uh-huh. everybody went Bamford. And, <laughs> you know, in my little like tier, his ownership, his effective ownership. And as a reminder, if you own a player, you have a hundred percent of that player. If you captain that player, you have 200% of that player, right? Cause you get their number doubled. So his effective ownership was like 170%, right? So yeah. 85% of the managers in the top 25k or whatever 85 percent of them went went bamford such a massive number especially when you have bruno at home and yeah. rafinho is probably i mean oh my god like rafinho has to have like one of the best games anyone's ever had without getting the attacking return <laughs> he looked right? incredible he, he looked he, incredible he finished on like 40 points it was like yeah. a crazy crazy high number yeah bps um, you're talking about there. yeah exactly um yeah he's a really awesome player and actually he was so good it actually changes my thinking a little bit about gimmick 26 where i'm like can I drop this guy? Like, am I going to uh, like drop him for a hit, you know, for Ademola Lickman when, when, uh, when he's this good, like, why couldn't he score? And, um, you know, against that, Aston Villa at home? that's, that's going to be it. Uh, yeah. because we're all going to hang on to these Leeds players because of, do yeah. we have a true or false about Leeds? Uh, um, I think we, yeah, j- just, just to quickly address the fact that they don't have a double, but we're all, most of us are tripled up on Leeds. So, yeah. um, I don't know. You could always drop Rafinha and get him back for game yeah. week 29, but that doesn't he's, quite feel right. He's easier to get back. I mean, in some ways I wish Banford was, um, was, uh, an easy player to drop, but yeah. most of us bought him so cheap that it's, <laughs> yes. you don't really want to do it now because, you know, I think he's my sell on price for him would be 6.5 and his price in the game right now is 6.9. So I basically be costing myself like almost half a million, right. To, to bring it back in. And that, that's, that's just very valuable, right? There's, as you know, as we, if this were game week 36 or something, sure. Like I can yeah. shed that, but like this early on in the season, like that, that can be the difference between 
um, you know, I don't know, getting like a whatever, like a 4.6 million defender and a five. Million, it, it, it's right? it's like a player yeah. like Rashford is, I think right. a good one. Like you could be able to somehow you give up the option to get in a player like Rashford at the last, the last yeah. match week of the season. If you, if you shed that kind of team value at this point yeah. of, the, of the season, just a little risky. And I, I think just one last thing on Kane, Brandon, um, so that Kane, Kane looked really good. I mean, the problem for Kane is that the rest of his team doesn't right. Son mm-hmm. looks exhausted. He's played a yeah. billion minutes. Yes, um, he he never looks bad. And, and maybe Son actually ends up being the best, it wouldn't shock me if he was the highest points getter in game week 26, you know, it wouldn't, um, it, it would annoy me, but it would not shock me <laughs> if that <laughs> happened. Uh-huh. Uh, because just, you know, um, because he's, uh, they're, they're, you know, any team that can counterattack well, right. is going to be a threat against anybody. Cause you're, you're just gonna, it just doesn't take much, right. To, to score yeah. in the, like Liverpool right now are a team that, that can only play one way. Right. And so this is why they keep getting held scoreless in these, in these, uh, matches at home. So, um, yeah, so I, I just worry that like even if Kane is playing well, he's just not going to uh, get as many assist opportunities. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Or nor is he going to get fed the ball as well. And you know, the, their lack of a of a real creative midfielder, I feel like, is really starting to hurt them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Hoyleberg, I feel like his form has dipped in the last month. Which, which, yeah. and he, he, I don't know if it's fatigue or it just turns just, out he's he's Hoyleberg. But um, it feels like he gets it a. It feels like he's like Oriol Romeo, where you're like he gets a yellow card in every single match I watch. Like, I feel like I, I've yeah. never seen a Spurs match. And I, I'm sure this, it just feels this way, but it feels like he's, he's only on seven yellows and wait, he's on six yellows in the season. It feels like much more than six. It's an illusion. Brandon. It's an yeah. illusion. All right. Hit me with another true or false, Josh. All right. Next true or false is true or false. Brandon and Josh, that's me and you uh-huh. have underrated Lester's midfield the entire season. Mm. Another, I'll catch you on another technicality here, Josh. This is false because we've only underrated Leicester's midfield during the second half of the season. Okay. Because they weren't all that great the first half of the season. Um, but yeah, it's true. Harvey Barnes and James Madison are are bossing it. Yeah. Uh, the last the last couple of months at this point, it's crazy. I had not looked at Harvey Barnes's numbers uh, going back to game week fifteen. Seven, eight, two, nine, six, six, eight, three, three, twelve, thirteen. Yeah. That is that is extraordinary. Well, what yeah. is that? One, two, three, four, five, six goals and six goals, four assists, and like ten bonus points across, you know, basically like since January. It's mm-hmm. it's incredible. Yeah, so Harvey Barnes, I think, is has to be top of the watch list for Grealish replacements if you've just if you've just come to that point. In, in your squad ahead of game week 26 where you need to get rid of Grealish Grealish to Harvey Barnes is, is a great option. You look at yeah. Lester's fixtures for the double it's Arsenal and Burnley. Fine. Uh, you can, they can easily score goals. I mean, we've kind of yeah. had our, our brief dalliance with the Burnley defense because of their double game week last game week. Uh, and they played West Brom in 25, but it's over. It's done. Goodbye, Burnley. It's been fun. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, are you going to drop uh, Ben Mee? I could probably bench him or what do you I will be, I, I'm benching Ben Mee only because James Justin is uh, at the same sell on price for me right now and and he's he's dead this season. So he Sad. can go. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it, Ben Mee would be out for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't know what to say. It's, you know, we kind of thought the problem with Harvey Barnes is that going into this season, he was the kind of player who would 
not always start. I think that's that's really the biggest thing is that you just didn't know if he was a starter on that team. I mean, you look back at the beginning of the season and there was a run, um, you know, basically, let's see, uh, game weeks 8, uh, 10, 11, 12. Um, I, I suppose really he's like starting in January, he's become a regular starter. But I, it's, it's that like kind of long time fantasy manager thing where you have yeah. to like kind of get over your – your um, bias your bias yeah exactly and so i have this bias that he is a yeah. uh kind of um streaky player mm-hmm. right and so uh-huh. i don't want to I, I don't like to buy streaky players in general it's like the ross barkley types right like don't give me that player is good for a month at a time it's just too risky i think he's more important than ever for lester with james justin going out because ju- uh injured justin just offered so much on the left flank for them and yeah. barnes does that rashford thing where he does drift left himself yeah so without that That's justin presence out there they really do need uh barnes running one-on-one at these defenders and i i mean i i think he's such a crucial part of that team right now it's too bad that Pereira is uh it has like a kind of price based on like he is like nobody owns this guy right cost prohibitive yeah cost prohibitive but i thought he looked pretty good he had a couple moments today and uh he's already had two clean sheets in the last four matches uh yeah, I mean, God, Arsenal at home, Burnley away. I mean, you really could make an argument for for bringing in a Burnley defender. Yeah, a, a Leicester defender, you mean? Or yeah, excuse me, a Leicester defender. Yeah, I mean, I the, the they're all they're all a little pricey. You know, Castagna. Yeah. It looked like he was going to be the guy, right? Uh, one goal and three assists in his first three matches, and uh, not granted, he got injured for a long, long time, but yeah, he, uh, yeah. Okay, so we, we kind of covered the Leicester midfield, and yeah, yeah, maybe we've slept on them um, the last month or so, but here is Jamie Vardy. So I, I don't know where there is space in the FPL conversation right now for Jamie Vardy because Harry Kane is a prospect, because we have such great cheap options in right. players like Bamford and, and, and DCL. And yet, there will be the Vardy brigade going into game wing 26. I... I can't see it. I think if there's a route into the Leicester attack, it is Harvey Barnes. But Vardy, yeah. yes, no, true, false. Yeah, Vardy, no, false. Um, yeah, especially because you could. You, I, I doubt you would have Vardy and Kane. It feels like that would be a pretty imbalanced team. And if you're picking between Kane and Vardy, I just think you go Kane. Yeah. I, you know, and I'm just for value. I think that Barnes is. I mean, I hadn't actually thought about the Justin thing, and I thought that was a good. Um, there was a moment of actual cogent analysis <laughs> that I had not considered. We tried, uh, Josh. Yeah, um, and I, I think that really does make sense that that Barnes would be really especially needed now to to fill a creative, you know, role in that team. Um, so. Yeah, uh, I mean Vardy, uh, he looks, you know, had an, had an assist today. Um, had a couple, but I actually thought he was a little anonymous today, to be honest. I he, agree with yeah, you. I yeah. think, I think he he's kind of coasting on his corner flag antics. Yeah. Beyond beyond that, he looks kind of shy on the ball, and he's yeah. just he's weather beaten. Josh, who were you thinking about moving? Uh, James Justin too. Then you said you're you're that was your, it's a planned transfer for you. Oh yeah. Well, I mean. Everton, Everton have great fixtures and form appears to have returned to that team. They're going to be flying freaking high 
mm-hmm. after that result at Anfield. So Lucas Lucas uh, Dean in for Justin is okay. the perfect match for me for 26. Nope, I think that makes sense. And then you're going to go Ings to Calvert-Lewin? That's right, yeah. Do you, do you have two free transfers or is that for a minus four? I do have two free transfers. So I think I'll... I think we have a points hit, true or false, coming up. So we can talk about that a little more then. But, sure. um, yeah, two frees. That's how I'm spending them. Yeah. No, that, I think that makes sense. And I think, uh, you know, I, and I have them both on my team already. Um, I was kind of um, kicking myself a little bit for not going uh, Loudon um, and bringing in Dean instead for t- 24. Um, yeah. When, when it would have, you know, I think Loudon ended up scoring about like 12 points or something. But um but now i love that i have dean you know like long term it worked out very well because having him for this double game week is is uh very appealing especially for that west brom match i think that he could really um do some do some good things in that match i hope so anyway and i hope that you know cover Lewin looked looked good when he came in the pitch i think there's every reason to think that he'll start both of those matches yeah um you know hamas rodriguez it's too bad that he uh jeez he's made of like his bones are made of sugar apparently (laughs) i know it's such a such a bummer um all right so let's let's go on to the next question um fulham and yeah. only full. This is kind of a, this ties in with the uh, the first question about the teams you can avoid. Uh, true or false, Brandon? Fulham and only Fulham are the place to look for cheap enablers. Uh, I think that this is true, uh, and let me tell you why. I think Fulham are in this interesting. You're talking about bias, Josh, and Fulham are in this position where they're 18th in the table. It's not a great spot for any team to be relegation teams often are crap for FPL because they lure you in with these cheap price tags. And what you fail to recognize is you don't know what you're getting week to week. Todd Cantwell, boom, a goal here. And then you're like, do I start him? Do I not start him? He doesn't do anything for six weeks. The beauty of Fulham is even though they're in 18th position, Scott Parker has them in a situation where you know exactly what to expect from Fulham week to week yep. and a tight defense is one of those things. So if you need a, if you need a cheap defender to fill in uh, for these, these doubles, let's see Fulham's uh, doubles this week are remind me, Josh. Uh, the, it, yeah. It's a palace away and spurs at home. Yeah. So I, I, the tricky thing is that Parker is rotating his fullbacks a little bit. Like, is Tete going to start? Is, um, yeah, uh, shit. Is the is Jedi guy going to start or what? Um, so that's a, a little a little tricky. That's for people who know Twitter handles out there. Um, but then you're you're telling you were telling me, Josh, that you're considering Adamola Lookman, and yeah. I think I think he is he's a good he is a good. Just punt for game week 26. You wouldn't want Lookman kind of does fill that Todd Cantwell role a little bit. And then, yeah, yeah. Lookman's only going to get your return every six weeks. But you do know, as I was saying, you can predict which Fulham attacking asset is most likely to get a return. It's probably going to be Lookman. And Brandon, here is a, another way to look at a possible Lookman transfer, which is that Lookman plays in game week 29. So if I bring in Lookman, I now the problem is that they play Liverpool and Man City in the following two matches. So I would be benching him the next two for sure. But then I would have a, another player for well, they play Leeds at home. And for Leeds at home, he's probably he and Josh uh, Maja are probably 
two of the best players you could have in game week 29. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I would think, you know, you expect that. Well, I don't know. I mean, let, let's, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit on <laughs> whether Fulham can score more than a, a goal in a match. Madra didn't touch the ball against Sheffield United. So yeah, I would definitely pump the brakes on yeah. him. But look, Lugman is a very good player. He's, he's, you know, I think he's the creative heart of that team. I, you know, I have not been the uh, kindest person when it comes to, um, Oh, God, what's, what's the tall guy? Now, now, now Rube, both of us are like forgetting everyone's I know, name. We're, we have like holes in our brains. Ruben Loftus-Cheek. <laughs> Ruben Loftus-Cheek, um, yeah, he's not it. He's not but it. He, has, he has played a, a bit better. I will give him some credit for yeah. – he, he tries. He does try. Yeah, hard. he's been yeah. pushed more central, which I think benefits him. It doesn't yeah. benefit him as an FPL asset, but yeah. I think it allowing Lookman to play off of him, for him, him to sort of like – be the icebreaker at the front of the ship and then yeah. uh, others can benefit is working. So I will, I will take uh, just, you know, to answer the original true or false question, I, I think it's false. I think that um, there are places you could look for cheap players or maybe just players that you, that you don't need to sell. Um, I think that uh, Burnley actually in some ways are, you know, way to Spurs, but Spurs are not a team I, I trust to score anymore, you know? And so I, it wouldn't shock me if they kept a clean sheet that match. I think that if you had someone like, Ben me, I don't think you'd need to drop him for a hit. Certainly, um, if he was, you know, if he was freeing up money for a different move, or you know, I mean, there, there could you, be a are reason. Are you bringing him in though? Are you bringing a Burnley no, defender in? No, you're not bringing him in. But I, but I, I think that you don't have to just think of them as like, well, I'm only going to get two points out of uh-huh. him. You know, sure. I think that I think they could get a clean sheet in in either one of those two matches. Um, okay. And I think uh, Palace, I, I probably would avoid, even though they have one of the better. Um, I mean, they play full and not at home, but they're just, they're just so on the beach right now that I don't know who you'd trust on that team. Um, you know, so we talked about Fulham, um, and then I guess, you know, Sheffield United, no, you have to just completely avoid them. Mm-hmm. Complete disaster. Uh, West Brom, probably nobody. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is sounding like true. Fulham is the only place to look for cheap yeah, enablers, yeah. Josh. How about Pedro Neto? I mean, I don't know if Wolves are concerned. Wolves are a good, a pretty good team, but they are the team that nobody is talking about in the double. If I had to pick between Lookman and Neto, I think that I should at least spare a thought for Pedro Neto. Yeah, that's fine. So let's see. Neto currently costs 5.7. Yeah, I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, yes, definitely. Lookman and Neto... Yeah, found, not, we, we found that, one. The appeal, the appeal then for Lookman is that he has the game week twenty nine fixture where Neto doesn't. Right. How are, how is Neto going to size up against Lookman in game week twenty six? That's a coin flip for yeah. sure. I do think that the uh, Newcastle away is is probably better. Well, I don't know Palace away. What's what's a better fixture, Brandon? Palace Fulham away have, or Fulham Newcastle absolutely away? have to beat. Crystal Palace in this next fixture. Fulham are going to have, um, they're going to have a rocket up though. What have you uh, for that match? They are going to need to score, and they will score. Yeah, I mean they are now level on points. No, they're not level. Excuse me. They're they're only three points behind Newcastle. And I I really was of the opinion that Newcastle were going to just find a way, like they always seem to, right? Yeah. Like they they never impress, and they, yeah, they're always at like. 37 points by the time like February is completed. And you're like, how is this happening? Like, how does this team keep winning these matches? But I think with Callum Wilson out, they're really in trouble. And uh, I do think that it really, it opens the door for Fulham. I, I think the Brighton actually are, are probably more safe than the Newcastle. I think Newcastle. Oh is the yeah, team definitely. About. I, I agree. And, and Fulham play Newcastle in the last day of the season. So it could be a, it's it so could cool. be a cup final there, which is, yeah, that'll be kind of, 
and let's hope Brandon help. Let's hope there's a normal day parade that takes place too. And you and I can, can yeah. meet up somewhere. Our beloved black horse, Brandon, the great, yeah. great black horse is reopening. I believe it's March 2nd or something. I actually think it's the day that all of these, uh, Oh, like the final day of game week 26, uh, it, it opens again. And I, I mean, I think it's gonna be open like inside and outside, but it's been, it was closed for months. And I, I'm sure a lot of people out there yeah. have this experience with their local pub, right? Cause yeah. like bars are the places that have been the most, the most hit by, uh, by COVID obviously. And, and, and they closed down in October and sometimes you just don't know, like, is you know, is that when, when, once you close, you're going to ever reopen again. And so yeah. the sign went up and they're reopening. They're up on the fourth and it's, yeah, uh, they're, the uh, Black Horse is a Spurs bar. So it's, uh, they're opening for Fulham Spurs. Is that what, that's what they're opening for? Okay. That's Must cool. Be. Yeah. Must be. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, cool. So I got a little sidetrack there. Let's go back. Let's do it. Let's do a new true or false question, Brandon. All right. Uh, true or false. This is a good game week to bench boost. This is true, Josh. Absolutely true. Um, you're as as I was suspecting. Most most managers out there, you're probably starting off your game week twenty six planning with somewhere between eight, ten, eleven, maybe twelve double game weekers. You're already yeah. primed to set up a bench boost. Now the question is, if you play the bench boost, how many points? do you yeah. burn to it's get not, yourself it's not brench boost right? brench boost yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry this is speaking of like things that have been hit by uh coronavirus brunch is a we got brunch <laughs> on my mind too um not going out for brunch a lot uh the bench boost the bench 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 boost favor could be played in game week 26 to great uh success yeah. I think it's a favor that makes a lot of sense to play uh, in yeah. this game week if you if you can pull it off and I I held mine for this game week and I I think what the only thing that's actually complicated it is is I mentioned this before but it's it's the play of Rafinha who who is now so good that I don't know if I if it actually makes sense for me to drop a to drop Rafinha yeah. to to bring in Adamola Lookman like would you rather have Lookman in two or Rafinha in just one at home to Aston Villa. Uh, it seems like a gambler's move there to yeah. go Rafinha to Lookman. I think probably the prudent, smart move is just to keep Rafinha. But then are you looking right. at Dallas, Bamford, and Rafinha, triple single game weekers on your bench for the bench boost trip? Trip, yeah. chip, favor, the bench boost favor? Yeah, so I, I would be, which which feels, uh, and then I'd have Pope uh, as my as my other keeper, right? Because okay. I have Martinez as well. So I'd have, uh, yeah, I guess I would, and, and then I then I would move Sufal to somebody. He was he's my other single game week player that I have right now. So right now I have, I have uh, of my fifteen players, eleven of them have double game weeks. Mm-hmm. So I have four players. Uh, you know, if I, and if I move one, then I'm at twelve players, and then I would have my three leads. Now that is in some ways less exciting, but. Um, you know, as, as discussed, um, that would give me an extra player for game week 29, right? So I would not, that's like a transfer save basically. Um, if I were to drop him, uh, I, it would really be for a point set because I would be turning him into, um, Lookman most likely. And then I would use that money to upgrade Sufal. And the move that I was considering was, um, was Sufal to Luke Shaw. So I would have Luke Shaw mm-hmm. for that's like about what I could afford with that with that transfer. The big so, buzz cut boy himself, Luke Shaw. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm not even sure if that's really worth it. I mean, again, it would really be more for the Crystal Palace match. I, I don't know what my expectations would be for for Chelsea 
um, yeah. that, you know, feels, I mean, I, you know, it's just, it's interesting. I mean, you're talking about cheap defenders. I, I'm not sure that I see, you know, just Brendan, if you look at, you know, this beautiful multicolored Ben Crowen chart here, mm-hmm. um, I mean, do you see a great clean sheet opportunity from, from kind of any of these, any of these teams? <laughs> Maybe Fulham. I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, you, yeah. Lew, you're you're going to be bringing in single game weaker Lewis Dunk for that yeah. uh, West Brom fixture, perhaps. Yeah, and you know, I wish that I could afford uh, Region. Like he might be somebody I would consider. Um, uh, but right. beyond him, you know, I'm just not really. I, I'm not sure. I don't know who. Um, you know, because I mean, Spurs maybe do have the best uh, defensive fixtures, right? I mean, but they but do. do I want a Spur player? I, I mean, I don't know. Like. Not really. <laughs> I, no. Defense for me right now is just like, it is what it is. Now I'm talking yeah. about, you know, making a defensive transfer, but it's just kind of, it's it's like, I can see it. I can touch it. It makes uh, 100% sense, but I wouldn't overthink your defensive lineup um, yeah. out there at all. I just kind of like, the, as as we're kind of alluding to, there's not much in it. Yeah, I mean, you could maybe make a case for a Wolves defender. Um, say, to start of the last couple, um, again, it would just be with the Newcastle fixture, I guess. And then, but then you're probably getting, but then they play Man City away, right? Like followed keep, by Villa, followed by Liverpool, followed by a blank. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess the the move would be to find somebody that you could bring in who also plays in Game Week 29, right? So, so maybe okay. So let's say I brought in you. You're you're more of a Fulham expert than I am. If I were to bring in a Fulham defender for Game Week 26. Who would be the Fulham defender that I would target? I think Joachim Anderson, who has been – he's one of the center back pairings with Tosin. Okay. And he should have been credited with an assist on that Lookman goal. He has been doing the uh, over-the-defensive over the, um, defensive line lob passes uh, to yeah. chasing attackers. And when Fulham have kept clean sheets and the bonus aren't going to the attack, Anderson has been – pretty good for them so i think anderson is your guy not not aina 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 yeah you'll talk about aina because he did score that goal uh against burnley but it was a fluke goal that he barely knew anything about yeah and see a fullback or something? i don't he, even know he what is, he is he is a fullback yeah okay. aina yeah. is a fullback and then you've got the rotation with jedi anderson on the left and uh kenny tetty okay. um and that's that just kind of depends on what kind of tactics they're going to going to throw at you. But yeah. Anderson and Tosin, both at 4.5, they are starting every single match. They're the John Stones and Ruben Diaz of full. Okay. All right. Well, that that's interesting. Just bringing a center back is just always less exciting. You know, um, you want that fullback, cheap points. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like Lucas Dean, you know, you got to get an Matt assist Loughton. in that Man City match. Yeah. Matt Loudon. You mean, Brad, you bring in Matt Loudon for its goals, obviously. So, all right. That, that would be, it would be kind of funny if I didn't burn points and I literally just spent my one transfer bringing on a Fulham defender. Yeah. That would be the um, craziest way to approach a bench boost. Uh, but I mean, it is, it is a great week for bench boost. I mean, the reason why I would, I would consider like something like that is because several of my moves in the last few weeks, including my minus four last week was with the was with the double game week in mind. And I, you know, if, if the problem is just that I, that, you know, um, that um, Rafinha is so good that I can't drop him. That's, that's not really a problem. That's, that's actually fine. And, <laughs> and again, it just means it's one fewer transfer that I have to spend in game week 29. And so you'd have to think about these things, right? Because, sure. um, you know, if he, if he, if he's almost good enough, I mean, so <laughs> I don't mean to like go on about this, but I'm sure people are debating similar moves, right? Yeah. So, 
you know, let's say that he gets anything out of that Aston Villa match, right? He gets a, let's say he gets a goal, no bonus points, and they concede a goal. So he's on seven points. Mm-hmm. Then that means I need uh, Lookman to get 11 points across those two matches just to break even. Seems right? ambitious. It does seem ambitious, right? And so when you, when, you, when you think about it that way, you're like, well, what's, it's like, it's just the appeal of, of the double, you mm-hmm. know, but, but I think in some ways, you know, yeah, it looks crazy to have three leads players on my, on my bench for that, for the double game week. Yeah. But I would start all three of those in a normal circumstance, right? Yeah. I would be benching good players to play those players in a normal circumstance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a great fixture for them. I mean, especially given what's, what's happening right now with, with Aston Villa. It's the perfect time to play them really. Yeah. All right. I'm going to throw a true or false at you, Josh. Okay. Let's mix okay. things up here. True or false. You should take as many hits as you need to get the perfect game week 26 team. So we're already kind of having this conversation with regards to the upside of bringing in Lookman uh, in place of a single game weeker. So yeah. what's your stance on hits for 26? All right. So my feeling about hits traditionally uh, is that I don't like to take ma- like monster hits, minus eights, mm-hmm. minus 12s. I just don't think they... they You're a t- wimp. They tend to pan out well, born from experience. Okay. Born Uh from experience. Um, and, and hits and big hits not working out for me in the past many, many times over, but game week 19 happened. And that was a week where everyone was taking minus twenties. Like it was the craziest thing where I was like, everyone suddenly was like, you can't even get into this week without taking a minus 16. Like, I don't know what you're doing if you're not. I'm looking at my, uh, my history. I took a minus four in game week 19. I took a minus four as well, but I felt like it was very popular to take massive, massive hits. And I felt like everyone who took like a minus eight or minus 12 got like 137 points that week. It was like everyone, it was like everyone brought in John stones and Diaz and they all, you know, so I, I, I suppose, um, you could make an argument in some ways that was kind of a fluky thing because man city had missed matches and then they weren't quite in good form and nobody really had them. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, in hindsight, that really was a smart move. I'm not sure they were in that same position now though. Well, it's, it's a different proposition when you're talking about burning four for a Manchester city player who you intend yeah. to keep, who can just pay out over the course of months. Right. And right. Lookman, while, you know, I, I, realized I was just making the case for Fulham being good for enablers. You kind of know what you're going to get from them. How long are you going to keep and how often are you going to start a player like Lookman? And I think that puts even more pressure on converting that minus four to points immediately, which is really hard to do. Yeah. You know, it's funny thinking about him playing in 29 and, and it's a weird thing because like, we're going to have to have a bunch of players, right? For this 29 game fixture. And who do you want? It's like, I don't want any of these people, right? It's like, yeah. I, okay, maybe, maybe I want, I guess I'll bring in Kane and Son, right? Like everybody else. It'll be very boring and that's what I'll do. Uh, but just in general, like, I mean, okay, yeah, maybe three Aston Villa players, three leads. I don't think I'm going to want more than like nine players for this game because you're going to get in a position where you're like, okay, I'm dropping a Man City defender yeah. and, you know, and Mo Salah just so I can get points this one. Yeah. Week. You know, it's not going to be worth it. My tentative plan yet yeah, is to do that thing where I dead end my team into 29 and then I can wildcard all that, all that uh, stuff out. However, yeah. you're making a good point. We, we have players in our squads who we've built up all this value in. So 
at what cost am I dead ending my team? Am I going to, the players that I like and that I want, am I going to be able to get them back? So that's the, that's the tough one. I think I'm likely only going to have nine players or something like that in game of 29. Like maybe, you know, okay. If you did, if you did three leads, three Villa, two Spurs, and uh in one and in one Fulham, right? Yeah. Then that would get you to nine. That's probably yeah. as many as you'd want. That that sounds right. Dominic Calvert Lewin is basically going to be spinning in and out of everyone's team on a weekly yeah, basis. It's true. It's true. <laughs> until after twenty nine. Yeah. Oh, maybe Antonio. I forgot about West Ham playing that match too. Maybe he could be a fun. Maybe your boy, Brandon. Um, you finally bring back a um Geez, I am like I cannot think of anyone's <laughs> name on this pod. Give me a hint. Give me a hint. <laughs> if I say your boy, I should really remember who I've done. Abamyang, Jeepers, Creepers. Um, yeah. So Abamyang. Yeah. Oh my god. We have yeah. we haven't uttered a single like uh, nobody yeah. even is noting that Arsenal play in game yeah. week twenty nine. Nothing um, says dead end uh, like like bringing in Abamyang <laughs> at this point. Yeah. All right, final true or false question, Brandon. Final one. Uh, there are a lot of great template busting picks this game week template now that's that's temp, template busting not template yeah. bust team uh template busting yeah yeah thank you to fpl uh tips for the template busting phraseology there Brandon. um i mean i suppose there are just given how the theme of game week 26 seems to be it's it's a huge pivotal moment for the season with all of these doubles happening there are just lots of ins lots of outs josh could i (laughs) could i tell you who those template busting players are the options are too many um or maybe i just don't see them as is probably the more true thing there but i think i think the cool thing like the positive perspective is that this is a game week for the mavericks because there are so many doubles happening. There are so many routes to different teams. There are so many ways that you can gain an advantage this week by getting creative and maybe burning a few more points as, as you're talking about. So who are those template busting players? Sadio Mane, Josh, could I interest you in no. just going crazy with Sadio no. Mane? No, Nobody no else is going to have him. No form. No form. What about Marcus Rashford? Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Yeah, I think that I, he's I like he's not incredibly expensive. He you could probably get from him from Grealish to him without without you know too much trouble. Um, I think that he is uh, had some moments of poor finishing this season, which has made him look like he is not quite a top class. It's made him like a B plus fantasy asset, but I think that he is kind of like he's he's still like if you're talking about like like you know. He's only eleven point eight percent owned, which is probably a little inflated because there's so many Man United fans out there. You know, nine goals and eight assists in the season, uh, goal and assist, a couple of bonus points today. Um, I think that he is at least, you know, again, I'm not planning to bring him in, but I think that he is an option who's who's sort of he's not going to be in a lot of squads. I, I think Timo Werner, who we talked about earlier, is another player to consider. Um, again, just a player who really could go off. It seems like he's kind of he's been like you know perched at the like. You know, I don't know. He's been he's been like ready to ready to blow for a while now, right? Yes. And uh, you know, he's goal two assists, a uh, goal in his last 
two matches. That Southampton game was just kind of a weird one. I, I don't really, you know, they, I felt like they were pretty dominant in that one. And um, it, weirdly, it was Mason Mount who was like, it was Mason Mount's game. Like, he was, he was so good in that match. Everyone said Mason Mount was Lampard's boy, but he's just everyone's boy. Um, he, so. he, he's, he's, he continues to look great even <laughs> under Tuchel. I think, yeah, I think he is a good player. He looks almost as good, Josh, as Bertrand Troyore on Aston <laughs> yeah. Villa. It's yeah. Troyore. He's like, it's, it's his time. Apparently he's like, he's everywhere now, uh, without, without Grealish. He's like, a, he actually is a little underrated, isn't he? He's a, a, a wee bit. 5.9 million scored today. Kind of a fun player. He's on free kicks as we know. I think he's on corners too, isn't he? Or. I think he's at, he's at least taken them at times. He's in and around, I suppose. I don't know. I'm not, not a huge Troyore student. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. If if James Madison is past fit, like we get that news, he's okay. So we talked a lot about Harvey Barnes. We didn't talk as much about James Madison. So if you look at the ownership stats between Barnes and Madison, Barnes is actually the bigger differential at 10% ownership across mm-hmm. the game whereas Madison is up around 16. But I think both of them still are picks that will that if they do anything, your your rank is going to improve because I, I think that they're still kind of um, scattered. The ownership is really scattered amongst probably the top 100K. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think a lot of people are going to have bigger moves that they're planning to make for um for game week 26 and so yeah. I, I don't i don't think it's going to be a situation like like gundawan was last game week where he was his his ownership was creeping up and then it just exploded right he was like he was like one of the few players you absolutely had to have for for last week's double game week and so i think that um i guess there's an update already on my computer i don't know if you heard that um there's uh i i think that uh, his ownership is only going to shoot up to maybe 10 15 20 25 percent it's, it's not going to be massive yeah uh so yeah i think that's a good that's a good shout defensively i think um I mean, we just talked about this a little bit with um um with some of the players that were kicking around i don't see a lot of like huge, like, like, you know, like Burnley last week was, a was an opportunity to really go for it. Right. You know, maybe just, you just triple up on Burnley and mm-hmm. hope they get multiple clean sheets. I don't see anybody where I'm like really seeing multiple clean sheets. I, I can see one in, in several of these, but, but doubles yeah. I'm not seeing. Yeah. So I think we settled on the right place. I think as much as we've talked about Lester, Harvey Barnes, and then Marcus Rashford. I think those are the two standout differentials. And yeah. while they are players that are talked about, I do think they still stand out as um, template busting at this point in the season. All right, Brandon, that is your podcast. This is a really fun game week. I love that there's going to be a nice spread of captain picks that it's, I don't think everyone's team is going to look the same. Uh, I think you're going to see triple captains and bench boosts. And I, and it's going to go on for days and days and days, yeah, yeah. which is sometimes I say that with trepidation, but this time I'm actually pretty excited because I think there's a lot of really uh, interesting things happening. I, I will say that I am currently leaning towards Bruno captain mm-hmm. uh, and I would at least consider a Man City captain. But and we actually haven't, funnily enough, we haven't really talked about them very much in this week's pod, uh, mostly because in my in, in my view, I just need to see what happens in their Champions League match before I... Um, really strongly consider them for the captaincy. I am considering Dominic Calvert-Lewin as a captain. Uh, Definitely. And if you got that Southampton, West Brom uh, double fixture, I think that's 
really good. I think he won't be as popular as the big name brands you you get yep. from these top top four teams. So DCL, watch out. Uh, but we have a lot of thinking to do. We also have, still have many game week twenty five fixtures yet to go. That's true. Yeah, we'll see where we are after after. Yeah, well, yeah. Once Rafinha gets injured, this whole thing is going to seem very <laughs> silly. <all> bust. <laughs> so that is that's the pod. Thank you for listening. Um, and yeah, you know, you and I will be back, um, after Thursday's, uh, Europa League matches. So once all the European matches are concluded, um, to do our final preview for game week 26. So if you are interested in talking about the matches throughout the week, uh, you can join us on the Slack and chat with us there. If you want a bonus podcast this week, where we talk through our kind of final thoughts on the game week, then, uh, become a Patreon supporter and, and you can listen to that bonus pod. It's available for anyone at the Lord Soroth tier. And up and hail Lord Sorloth, by the way, Brandon. We 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 have heard. We we know somebody. <laughs> we we did a Zoom chat with some of our Patreon supporters on Saturday, and yeah. one of them actually knows Alexander Sorloth. So we're you know maybe we'll get him on the pod someday. That'd be the dream. Yeah, a special shout out to our friend Shiv who set up that Zoom call, which was a lot of fun. And as always, every week, let's say thank you to our special producer patrons. Big thanks to Trevor Ingerson, Mike DiPietro, Chris Howell. Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T, the Big Gaffer, Bobas Coon, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Howland, Jazz Binning, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forberg, Skogang, Paul Herzig, Kaya Christine Lelang, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markov, at FPL Merch, Kerry Swanson, Karen Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Blue Nose Stew, Mikey Uwong, Bruce Kerr, Nicholas Vernadakis, Sam Shower, Will Husby, Rich Evans, Bobby Styles, and Future Media Group, FPL. Wow. Remember, rate, review, subscribe to LA's Cheating Podcast wherever it is. Find podcasts or found. Follow us on social media. Send us an email, hailcheaters at gmail.com. Visit our website for all this information and more, and that website is alwayscheating.com. Beautiful. All right. Well, I'm excited, Brandon. Talk to you more later this week. Bye. Poku forever. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.